From born in the USA to death to my hometown, this is you, Spring and Springsteen on my bean, the comprehensive and encyclopedic compendium of all things Bruce. This is good rock and roll um, music. You like the new theme song? No, what's uh, what's going on? I switched the theme song to Cadillac Ranch. Oh, because I didn't like it. I'm the one in charge of the theme song. I get to make it whatever I want. The one song so far that I've actively disliked. It's the theme song now. Okay. <laughs> kind of a dick move, but... I don't think so. I, th- well, I think it's a Sigma move. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. Sigma dick move. <laughs> Sigma, I got Sigma dick. Hey, welcome to the show. This is you, Spring and Springsteen on my bean, and um, new era for us with the new theme song. <laughs> yeah. Do you think now that we've officially had two eras, we could go on an eras tour? <laughs> yeah, I hope so. God, do you think we could play SoFi Stadium, you and me? Probably. Probably. How much would we have to pay them? <laughs> I don't know if that's the right question to ask, Scott. What do you think the right question to ask is? How much are they paying us, maybe? (laughs) All right. Boom. Boom. Um, Beige. Beige. I wonder what the- uh, Beige. Beige. Have you ever been to SoFi Stadium? I went for uh, Beyonce. Yeah, I saw Taylor Swift, the Aaron's tour. that's right. Yes, Coop went to that and uh, did not invite me. Um, didn't get an invitation. Didn't get an invite. With your wife. No, what happened was uh, she was talking about, oh, I really want to go. I really want to go. And then her one of her friends said, I can't go anymore. I have two tickets. And she went, yes, and immediately called her friend and said, do you want to go to Taylor Swift? And I was Taylor Swift. Well, that's part of the problem. I don't even know her name. Yeah, that's an issue. Did, uh, were you bummed out? I would have gone, although yeah. she probably had more fun going without me. Right. You know what I mean? I think yeah. anyone has more fun going to anything without me. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. Um, although I did see uh, a Wilco the other day. Oh, how was that? Oh, Thanks for the invite. Uh, no, that was uh, my friend actually went with me. And, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, we, and we, you know where we were, buddy. Front row center. Oh, uh, yeah. You gotta be. W- was that at? The Wiltern? That was at the Eights Hotel. Oh, the Ace Hotel, right. Yeah. They did a few nights, right? They did. They did three nights there. They're doing two nights. Uh, Why in the world did I not go see Wilco if they were in town? I don't know. Have you ever seen Wilco? Many times. So and what's I, up? I was on uh, Seth Meyers with them just this past spring, and I was like, are you guys uh, going to be, be coming through LA at all this and they said, "Oh, we'll let you know, Adam. We'll definitely we'll hook you up." They we'll- said, "Yeah, we're, this fall we should be coming through there." And I just didn't keep an eye out. I do not expect them to remember I mean, that, but I should keep an like eye. you kind of you made this Seth Meyers bond, much the same way that well, I did with uh, the guy who plays uh, 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 <laughs> Ronan. <laughs> In the Avengers, <laughs> is that his name Ronan, Ronan? Destroyer? 
Ronan the Accuser uh, in the Marvel Universe. Of course, I'm talking about a little fellow by the name of Lee Pace. Good old oh, Lee, Lee Pace. Pace. We're we're Seth Meyers buddies. Um, I uh, obviously I knew that. I think someone else had told me they were coming, so I should have gotten. You know, went and grabbed grabbed a few ticks. Man, I could have gotten, and I completely three. forgot about. It. I could have gotten three instead. I uh, love Wilco, and I love that new record. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic, and I loved Cruel Country a few mm-hmm. years ago. That was fantastic. They were wonderful, and uh, I, I missed you. I really wanted to see you there, and you were not there. Apparently, you did not know it was happening. Um, we did kind of a fun bit um, that on Seth Meyers. You where, even did it, now. Lee Pace and I did not do a bit. Oh, together. you didn't. Lee Pace is a great actor. He's a great actor. I went into his dressing room before the show, and I said, "How you doing?" He went nervous. He did. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I was like, oh, yeah, this is like actors are not used to going out on a stage and in front of a bunch of people and doing and speaking. Yeah. Yeah. What um, was your bit? Tell we break it down before the show. I went and talked to uh, Jeff Tweedy and the guys in the band. And I was like, I'm such, you know, I'm so and you. I, I had met Jeff Tweedy before because he was on Parks and Rec once. And you have so many bonds with this guy. Why so, isn't he? Like, I know throwing ticks your way someone came up with the idea to have a bit where i talk about what a huge wilco fan i am out with seth and and we talk about wilco for a bit and then when jeff tweedy comes on later seth myers can ask him about me and we have him pretend like he has no idea who i am Mm, pretend yeah and um (laughs) or play (laughs) it real um And then we did it, and then Jeff came out and did his part, but he played it so well and so real that it was like a bummer for the Uh, audience. Yeah, the audience was like, it wasn't like a comedy bit. It just felt like, uh uh-oh, they're going to edit that out of the show. Which made it so much better. I I doubt they edited it. I thought it was way better. It would have been really funny if you had talked about how huge a Wilco fan you were, and then they start playing and it cuts to you and you're on your phone and yeah. you're taking a nap. <laughs> or I just say, oh, no, sorry, wrong band, and walk out. <laughs> and flip them off. Um, yeah, well, anyway, that's... Uh, Was that an episode of Show Business Stories? No, no. We got to call it... You got to shoot your shot. You got to call it before it happens. Got to shoot my shot? Yeah, you got to shoot your shot. Is this an episode of shooting your shot? <laughs> I guess it is. That's why I say- Hey everyone, welcome to Shooting Your Shot. This is Scott. And this is Scott. And today we're shooting our Scots because the two Scots are shooting their shots. That's right. <laughs> Scots and shots go together like scoots and toots. <laughs> they certainly do. And that is, of course, uh, what we've always said on every episode of this show. Every single ep, we're we go talk- up and down with the scoots, the toots, the Scots, and the shots. That's right. From side to side as well. Side to side, up and down, Scots, mm-hmm. shots, hey, scoots, Adam, and toots. I got a question. Yeah. What shots are you shooting this week? Scoots and toots. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. That's why I say I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I I, d- I I I I just don't know. I did. Does I agree with it. Doesn't you. seem to have a future, but anyone can get better. I've heard worse, I have to <laughs> yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. 
totally. Uh, uh, I mean, uh, I've heard worse on this show, so <laughs> who am I to? Yeah, that's what I was talking about. I've never heard any other podcast. Oh, right. You've never heard another nope. podcast? No. Oh, you got to listen to no. uh, this guy. Uh, he's a really good podcaster. He has a, an, he's actually a musician. He has an album, Darkness on Thedge of Town. Hmm. Michael um, Babario? I don't think it's Michael Babario, hmm. unless that's, is that like a Robert Zimmerman, Bob Dylan kind of thing hmm. where it's Robert Babario? No, Michael Babario. Robert Michael Babario. Oh, yeah. Maybe that's who it is. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Anyway, you should listen to a podcast. They're okay. really fun. All right. What are you drinking today? You don't have taupe. I have taupe right here. Oh, that! Oh, geez, man, I should have looked slightly to my left. You're right. Sorry, I'll turn the label towards. There you. it is, Topo Chico. That's where the camera is, right? So we can do a plug. Yeah, in. just had, yeah. Camera three, zoom in on that. Yeah, tighter, tighter. We just want, we just want tighter. One quarter of tighter. Come on, label tight, even tighter. No, when I say tight, I don't mean like. Tight, tight, One tight, percent, tight. I mean, like, give me like ninety-five percent tighter. When Scott says tight, 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 tighter, that means tightest, tightest, as tightest tight as well you can go, as tight as I don't even want to see it, as tight as. And then I have this beverage as well. Okay, zoom out. Okay, aerial shot. Check this out. Drone shot. Yeah, get our the drone. Get our heads. Get the top of our heads. Hey, wave. Get us waving. Wave get us waving. Wave, wave. to Hi. our fans. And now tight. Tighter, tighter, tighter. Okay, now really far away. I want aerial. I want like like you're you're at, at 10,000 feet. Should I take a sip? Of course you should take a sip. What is that, by the way? Um, nom, nom, nom. <laughs> by the way, Adam's never drank anything in any of these episodes. That is how he drinks. Nom, 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 nom. <laughs> After every sip, I like to enjoy... Yeah. Whatever I'm drinking. I go to restaurants with him occasionally. It's so embarrassing, but that's what he sounds like. What, what is it? Is like, what different... are the uh, what are the specials tonight? Nom, 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 nom. Even when someone says something appetizing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anytime there's something that either sounds or looks like it would be delicious, yeah. that's the sound I make. So watching TV, commercials. Mm-hmm. Name, name something delicious that would be in a commercial. Uh, pizza pie. <laughs> I'm going to ask you one last time. What is in that can? You're, it's a mini <laughs> can. I wouldn't even say it's a half can. What is that? A third can? How many ounces is that? Tell me how many ounces before you tell me what it is. Throw my peepers on here. Yeah. How many ounces? Uh, eight fluid ounces. So that's more than half a can. If you're going by the 12 fluid ounce can. It's true. Why does it look so goddamn small because it's in my giant hand oh that's right i forgot you have one giant hand and one of my hands is they modeled the the foam fingers after you didn't they yeah that's that's where i get the majority of my money (laughs) and you're a man of leisure See, look this look familiar (laughs) he's holding it up holding up my index finger by the way are your the other fingers are glued to your thumb yeah 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 well i i have to do so many casts that it becomes time consuming. So you just have them surgically glued so that you don't have to Surgi- waste surgical the time. Glue, yeah. Waste the time of <laughs> of going like that. <laughs> what a time saver. 
Oh, think about the time we just saved on the podcast of me not going like that. Well, what have you done with all that extra time? Made this podcast. <laughs> so we have the foam finger <laughs> surgical glue to thank for that. Wow. If I had to waste <laughs> my time just by the way it's 100 percent visual there's no... i think people know what you're saying oh, okay yeah. uh if i if i hadn't saved that time this podcast wouldn't exist now you can't bend the pointer finger either i'm noticing no that's i grafted a, a steel rod in there and removed my bones removed your bones yeah. what, what'd you do with those bones i made a little like dinosaur like take Took the bones, split them up, sucked out really? the marrow, uh, put that into a made pill. Made a tiny dinosaur? Swallowed the pill, but then took the the bones and made a little like dinosaur, like a Museum of Natural History style. That's amazing. Are all dinosaur bones just like human bones that someone arranged to look like yeah, a dinosaur? finger bones that have been removed uh, by humans who need to have their hand cast or foam fingers for their local teams. You notice I had I was getting that surgery done, mm -hmm. but I couldn't afford the steel rod, so it's just like yeah, it's all just, bent over like a like a balloon with no air droopy. in it. Yeah. Oh well. Mm. <laughs> Should we welcome what the is Bruce no, Springsteen what, fans? What's in your can, my good man? It's, you haven't even told me. Oh, it's a little cough. It's co coffee. Coffee in a can? Don't yeah. you taste the aluminum? I don't taste the aluminum. You know why? Why? I don't know what aluminum tastes like. Here, let me give you some. Here's a can full of aluminum. Hum, nom, nom, nom. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful callback. <laughs> yes, let's, let's welcome all the Bruce Springsteen fans. Fans of... Uh, the boss. The boss, of course. By the way, speaking of Topo Chico, I wanted to say, do you think he's going to bring us some when he does the eventual... By the way, okay, we figured out what's been going on. Mm -hmm. We've been doing this. This is episode... Uh, one, two, three... Seventy... Four, five, five six, seven... This is maybe episode seven or seven. something like that. Yep, seven. And we've been bemoaning the fact... That the boss, the boss, has not hit us up as of yet. To to what do you mean by hit us up? You just like reached out. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. S said hello. Just reached out. Yeah, you know what I mean. And has not asked us regarding our schedules. Has right. not has not tried to schedule this two to three hour. I was thinking about this. Yeah, uh, I'm sure he, him him knowing that we're in the entertainment business and show business. He's nervous. Well, I think he might be a little nervous. I think also he probably just assumed that since we were in the middle of a strike, he doesn't want to cross the picket line. This podcast is being picketed as we're yeah. doing it. There's approximately 350 people yeah, outside. Yeah, they're right outside. Um, we have to cross the picket line every time we do it. <laughs> even though... Uh, we are not a WGA nor no SAG. Uh, I think it's SAG, isn't it? Is that what people mean when they're saying SAG? They're well, not referring they're, to SAG? No, not when they're talking about their titties. <laughs> what about your finger? 
Um, my finger is SAG. That's the one part of my body. This so I I do a lot of finger work in in SAG movies and television shows. SAG movies movies like with like sagging. <laughs> like anything movies. That, yes, with like <laughs> any movie that has anything sagging in it. You do your finger work. <laughs> but okay so here's here's what happened yeah so bruce this is what i this is what we heard okay because we're hollywood insiders yeah um we we got word passed to us uh through the the uh the higher ups Mm -hmm. as they say in the music biz and uh bruce heard about the show he really wanted to do our sit down Mm mm-hmm Two hours, all chit chat, mm-hmm. one minute of salient info that we do either at the beginning or at the end. Yep, whichever, uh, whichever you choose. Either dealer's choice. Get it out of the way. Yeah, or a lot of tension leading up to it. Mm-hmm. So he really wanted to do it, but because we're both in show business, he got too nervous, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Oh, oh, yeah," and then he said, "Spaghettio." And it was the first time he'd ever said, uh-oh, SpaghettiO." That can't be true. It's honestly true. Really? Who was keeping track of that? There was a there was an arbiter uh, and an auditor. Yeah. An arbiter and an auditor were they joined forces. Yeah. And they shadowed him. Mm-hmm. You know, like when Well, you're, when you're an important person like Bruce Springsteen, you have to have an auditor uh and or an arbiter sounds like he kind of had he both had the in one guy. Yeah, he chose it and instead of um, war. You have to have someone with you at all times. At all times, just to document what's going on. That's right. And the minute he said that, they were underneath the bed, and they popped up, and they looked at each other, and their eyes got wide, and they went, fuck yeah. Yes, spaghetti. Because <laughs> they both, both those guys, mm-hmm. love spaghetti. They love they are uh, portly gentlemen, let us uh, just say. Yeah. Uh, speaking of fitting under the bed, I feel like it was a bit of a tight squeeze for these SpaghettiO fans. <laughs> these SpaghettiO heads. Uh, but I don't blame them because SpaghettiOs and we're, and are so good. Full disclosure, we are sponsored by SpaghettiOs. Well, yeah. Of course we are. <laughs> You tried doing Again. a podcast and loving SpaghettiOs like the way we do yeah. and not having them be sponsored. By the way, I'm so sick of all the SpaghettiOs ads on podcasts these days. All the time. And I know, yes, we're sorry. We're doing SpaghettiOs. And we ads. love SpaghettiOs. But the thing is, is we love SpaghettiOs. Yeah. They're the only food. I don't know if you knew this, Adam. What's that? The only round food that have a hole in the middle. Well, wait a second. What about a donut? They're not round. They're not? No, it's an optical illusion. What shape are they actually? They're actually flat and square. You're just looking at them from the side anytime you look at them. Oh, and so if you look at it from the side, it looks round with a hole in the middle? Yeah, it's totally an optical illusion. That's fucking crazy. It's crazy. And then all you have to do is like slightly turn your body clockwise or counterclockwise but usually you don't bother doing that because the donut looks so good you just just go nom 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 and you eat it yeah before you turn your body and see that it's actually yeah flat square there there is a song um that instructs you how to see a donut and it's like you look at the donut Mm -hmm. you think it's round Mm -hmm. you take two steps to the left 
You see, it's not round. Keep going. You take two steps to the right. Again, it looks round. You take two more steps to the right. You see, it's not round. <laughs> that's that's just the first half of one verse. Whoa. And there's so many more instructions. I never knew that song was about looking at a donut and seeing what shape it was. <laughs> I know. It's so easy to just not really hear the lyrics. Yeah. You know, it's that... Uh, I think it's about something completely different. Yeah. It's like that song about Tony Danza, you know? Yeah. Which one is that? You know, Elton John. Goodbye, Yellow Brick Road? No, Happy Birthday, Tony Danza, when he sang it to him at his 50th birthday party. Wait, that's about Tony Danza? That's about Tony Danza. What? In what sense? In the sense of, I guess he was trying to communicate that Tony Danza should enjoy his birthday, his big milestone 50th birthday party. Wow. That El- Elton John played and did a five-hour concert at. So, happy birthday, Tony Danza is is about Tony Danza. About the Tony Danza. That's, I mean... We're talking about the what? boss? He what? first asked, who is the boss? Right. Right. Oh, uh-huh. fuck. Is this podcast now kind of about Tony Danza? I honestly, I didn't want to say it when we started, but I think it kind of should be a Who's the Boss recap podcast. Yeah, I think I think it already is. I think this is the first episode. I think you're right. Uh, the boss is back. Hey everyone, welcome to Use Talking Who's the Bossin? This is Scott. And this is Scott. And this is the comprehensive and encyclopedic compendium of all things who's the boss. Um, and today we're talking about this is the first episode. We're talking about episode one. Yeah. Season one. Season one, episode one. And it's got a really interesting title. Mm. And it has to do with uh, of course, we all know the characters we got tone oh yeah tony. tony now here's the interesting thing tony yeah. danza is playing the character but they the the name of the character is tony tony stanza yeah tony costanza tony He's costanza the father of george costanza from seinfeld oh i never even linked yeah. that together but yeah. that makes sense yeah the he, shows are very similar he in an early early episode and we'll get to it in one of our future episodes mm-hmm. He has sex with George's mother mm-hmm. in a, just a torrid affair. Oh, wow. And he looks into the camera and he's like, I think that one took. And Jesus. And cut the to, 80s were different. The 80s were different. But um, this episode, Tony Stanza, mm-hmm. uh, it's called Pilot, and that's because of his job as a pilot. Oh wow! So that was his occupation. That was yeah. But he he was also the the housekeeper. He did that on the side for fun. Okay. He didn't even get paid. You you hear a lot of this in the first episode. I see. Um, and of course you got uh, Samantha. Yeah, Judith Dark. <laughs> Judith Dark. <laughs> Samantha. Um. What? Yeah. So by by a a recap podcast, we sit and we watch 
the episode. We just play during. The, no, we, we play, play the episode so the audience can hear it. Can hear it. Yeah, yeah. And they and it's kind of like they're recapping it for us. Oh yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they're just doing the episode. That's cool. Do you want to play it? Yeah. Hey everybody, my name's Tony Stads, and welcome to my show. Hey, who's this? Hey, hey Tony, come over here. Who the fuck are you? You're my neighbor. Come, come here. Neighbor? <laughs> <laughs> We haven't even met the people who live in this house. Oh, Why am I? Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Bye. Okay, I gotta stop this. What? What is this show? This is the pilot. This is not how I remember this show. Tony, Tony Danza playing Tony Stanza welcomes the audience to the show. I guess so. Like breaking the. The fourth, fourth wall. wall, and then suddenly the beautiful neighbor comes in. They so, make out. Who for... has the voice of a like a like a troll from New Jersey? You know what? I don't like this show. Me neither. Let's not recap the show anymore. I don't think it's held up. Okay, bye, bye. Uh, the boss is back. Boss. Good app. Yeah, that was great. That was great. It reminded me, it sort of nostalgic in a way. It reminded me about a lot of things that I'd forgotten about. Who's the boss? Yeah, I really liked uh, that show as a kid. I watched it every yeah. every week. I loved the, um, when I would watch, I would love the neighbor character. Oh, yeah, the the, the horny neighbor. Jersey housewife. Yeah, who, who showed up, I remember very clearly showing up in episode one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Came over and just couldn't wouldn't stop kissing tony yeah. i loved that character when i was a kid so it was great to hear about the sort of the inception of that character yeah and the behind the scenes uh, yeah. kind of intrigue no that that was when you watch it i know you could only hear it mm -hmm. on the recap podcast but when you watch it you see the behind the scenes because there's a door that's open and you see into the writer's room yeah and they're they're typing everything yeah. as the show is going on. It's really fascinating. Yeah, they wrote that show while, while it, it was, was airing. Yeah, and they they typed it into the teleprompter and just made everyone say whatever. Yeah, that's yeah. why it worked so well. That's where the <laughs> magic came show. from. That really, really is. Wow, an incredible, incredible first episode of that show. Yeah, we'll Can't look wait to hear forward more to them. many more. They did say they weren't going to do any more, but I think that's all hype. I don't buy it. I don't buy it for a second. All right, I bought it for one second. Okay, yeah, I mean, a few seconds. <laughs> for a couple secs? Sure. But what's... Maybe a full minute? What's okay. a good press story unless 60 it, seconds. Unless it gets you for a few. All right, maybe 120. Maybe, okay, you know, three hours. Three hours I, I maybe it. sat around go bemoaning the fact that this wasn't going to continue. Sure. Fine. You got me. <laughs> Egg on my face. Uh, Mr. Humpty Dumpty, I guess I'm too close to your wall. <laughs> yeah. How many times have I said that? Uh, constantly. Uh, <laughs> um, um, yeah. What's up, Adam? Great. Great? Yeah, it was great. It was great. It was great stuff. Um, this is the, the Bruce Springsteen show. Yeah. Um, if you're confused, by the way, 
This is not Bruce Springsteen's podcast that he does with Obama. Well, I mean, not technically the same, but has a, they have a few things in common, I would say. Yeah, I mean, it's our sister show. We yeah, certainly could sure. say that. Our sister show. If you're interested in that show, you're probably interested in this show. It's like how Beverly Hills and Cannes are sister cities. Exactly. It'd be interesting to do an Obama recap podcast. Uh, like recapping his presidency? Yeah, like every day. Just talk about what he did. You know what I would be really looking forward to are those first hundred days, the honeymoon phase. Oh, boy. And then that first S-O-T-U. State of the, the Union. Union. Sometimes I feel like the S-O-T-U is more like the S-F-T-U. <laughs> you know what I mean? What does that stand for? Shut the fuck oh, up. Oh, man, you, you said You know it. what I mean? Because it's like politics these days... I was saying this the other day. Mm. It's kind of like, you know, the Ringling Brothers yeah. and Barnum sure. and Bailey Circus. Sure. It's kind of like they were passing through town mm-hmm. one day. Mm-hmm. Sure, the you circus. Know, yeah. The circus. They put down stakes, mm-hmm. the big top, yeah. all the trappings. Sure. You know what I mean? Popcorn, candy. A lion. One lion. Popcorn. Candy. Two lions. Two lions, a monkey. Popcorn, candy. Popcorn. Three lions. Popcorn, candy. Four lions. It's crazy how popcorn makes lions multiply. (laughs) It attracts them. Um, And uh, then suddenly the circus, the next day, pulled up stakes and they went on to the other town. Yeah. But they forgot the clowns. Uh, yeah. So are you saying- And the clowns looked around. They're like, what town is this we're strapped yeah. in for the rest of our you're lives? You're saying politics, modern politics is hold full on, of hold clowns. On, hold on. It was a little town yeah. called Washington, Washington D.C. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I totally get it. <laughs> yeah. And those clowns were like, you know what? We can't be clowns anymore. Mm-hmm. Let's wash our makeup off. But you know what we should do is storm the Capitol and take oh. over. <laughs> oh, so this is like a January 6th parable. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I is, see. Yeah, anyway. Uh, politics. Oh, politics. Um, yeah, Obama recap. Recap show, yeah. Or we could just do a whole podcast on the tan suit. Oh, man. My favorite color mm-hmm. and my favorite piece of menswear. Favorite president. Favorite president. Those three things combined, I was so stoked that day. Me too. And then everyone was like, tan suit. And I was like, will you just wait till there's a podcast about all this? Yeah. Just wait. the last laugh. And everyone was waiting. And they've been waiting ever. It was like, what, 14 years? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. A lot of people waiting. Yeah. Sorry to all those people. We'll get it out. We'll get it out at some point. Adam, are you excited to talk about um, the gentleman known as Bruce Springsteen today? The old Nebraska? The old Nebraska. We're going to talk about it. We're going to, dare I say, break it down. Um, But we have to take a break. Yeah. 
because uh, we tried to get to it before we had to take a break, but we have to take a break now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> do, we, do we need to take a break? We need to take a break. So we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the album Nebraska on You Spring and Springsteen on My Bean. We'll be right back. Welcome back, you spring and spring scene on my bean. I love how they count one, two, three, four. One, two, three, oh. And that's part of the genius of Max Weinberg. If he didn't count, they'd still be doing that intro to this day. If he didn't count, none of us would know how to count. <laughs> that's right, Max Weinberg. I'm going to play this song for my little baby girl so that she learns how to count. Yep. That's how... All our children mm-hmm. learned how to count. Um, this, I'm excited to yeah. for that album too for the rise. That's yeah, coming ever, up if we ever get to it. Yeah, or we might be a little sidetracked with our Jobs. who's the who's the boss podcast. Oh yeah, and the who's the boss podcast. Um, now we are talking about an album this week called. Nebraska, not Nebraska. And uh, let's uh, let's do the stats. What do you say, Adam? Yeah. Let's figure out the stats. Okay, released September 30th, 1982. So just 24 hours before spooky season starts. Oh, man, that is such a scary time to release an album. It really, really is. You know what? This album does remind me of Fall in a lot of ways, so I think it's a good... Oh, really? Why, Scott? Because in every song, you hear someone falling down in the background. Oh, my God. You're right. (laughs) I don't know what was going on there. I don't know. What's what's with all the tood, bro? I don't don't know. That was a lot of tood. Wait, is this an episode of What's With All the Tood, Bro? Yep. Hey everyone, welcome to What's With All The Tude Bro. This is Scott. And this is Scott. My dude bro with the tude bro. What's with all the tude bro? Nothing. Seriously, is everything all right? Yeah, um, I'm fine. What's going on? It I seems like you have sometimes, like a lot of anger inside of I just, you. I feel like I, I just... I'm, like you're lashing out. Like something hurts. Like there's yeah. something, when you say stuff, it hurts. And I feel like I have to... Wait, it, bite back, if that makes sense. Am I, it, is it hurting because I'm saying something that's insulting you? Because I, I, I oh wanna... yeah, Scott, you insult oh, no. me so well. You cut so deep. Oh no, I'm truly sorry. Oh, truly oh thanks. That yeah. makes everything okay. Just heals the wounds. Thank you so much. Thank you though. Uh, sincerely. Does that, does yeah, that, yeah, no, that's great. I'm, yeah, I apologize. You're a great friend of mine. No, yeah, I, I, I absolutely no problem. I, I, you know what? I was overreacting. Okay, I understand. It's a lot. It's hard to 
break those patterns. I know. Uh, know? It's uh, neural pathways that you have to sort of, you know, yeah. and we still can change them. The older we can we change. Get, I actually... really do. If you work on it, you really can change. Oh, yeah. Those. You just work on it and everything's okay. I th- I, th- I mean, it's not okay, but I think that you can make steps to get better. Oh, you can take steps? Yeah. Like you're stepping, you're walking up a flight of stairs. Fuck you. Hey, what's with all the toot, bro? I'm, I apologize. Everything. Everything. Things. You know what? Everything all right at things home? Things are great. Are things okay at home? Everything is great. You have a lot to be thankful for, honestly. I know that, you know, your career, like you're on, you're, I mean, yeah, you're on kind of an upswing, although the, the strike sort the of. The strike, mother. You know what? Just kind of like, just it's, sidelined you for huh? months and it's, months and months. But you know what? I got to look inward. Every, yeah. I think that's that's really what happened is the town got to just slow down for a second. And, yeah, a lot like COVID like inward. made us really appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. And you have so much to be thankful for. I mean, you have a wonderful family. Thank you. You have somehow made money off doing something that you're not really great at. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I can't even begin you're so to lucky. count my blessings. You really, there are so many. You really, And I know that you haven't gotten everything that you want. You don't have any awards. <laughs> but you know what? That's what life is. Like, you know what? You, yeah. That stuff is is just meaningless. You know? And I know that industry rumors are that you're going to be fired from your show <laughs> soon. Again. Who cares? You have so much to be thankful for other than that. I know that there's talk, gossip around in social circles that... Your wife is leaving you. What? <laughs> Wait, are you serious? Yeah. I mean, it's just talk. It's like gossip. You know oh, what I mean? Oh, like, oh, like well, idle. It's fine. It's yeah. fine. But you have so much to be thankful for. You yeah, know? you keep saying that. You've I know said that, that many, I know many that, times. Uh, your doctor got you and me confused and sent me your test results and you're oh, going to you die saw, within you, the next. You saw those. Yeah, yeah you're going to die within the next uh, 30 minutes. But you Wait a second. I thought I thought it said thirty years. Oh no 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 no! Everyone's gonna die in the next thirty years. You're gonna die in the next thirty minutes. Thirty minutes? Yeah. Wait, how long ago did he send that? About twenty nine minutes ago. So wait, hold on. Do you have a calculator on your phone? Because I'm not. Yeah, here. Uh, you gotta unlock. You gotta unlock it with a code, though. I don't think. You What's can your get... code? Um. Okay, it's six. Six. Nine. Nine. Six, six, nine. Oh, six, nine, six, nine, <laughs> six, nine, bro. Okay, hold on. I'm, I yeah. got to stay focused here. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, 30 minutes. And how long, sorry, how long ago was that? 29 minutes, 20, 30 seconds. Minus, wait, 20, 30 minus. Maybe it's easier to do seconds. So there's, do, do so 30 seconds. times 60. 30 times. Uh, That's 1,800. 30 times. Six eighteen thirty times eighteen hundred. Uh, sixty equals one thousand eight hundred. Yeah. Um, times. T- no, why are you timesing something? Well, that's eighteen hundred. Uh, yeah, seconds. seconds. Yeah. Oh, in thirty minutes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And he and he contacted me about seventeen. So eighty nine seconds ago. Okay, seventeen. So eighteen hundred minus seventeen eighty nine. Eighty nine equals eleven. Eleven what? Eleven seconds. 
seconds. 11 seconds. 11, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, the math checks out there. Well, if that's the case, then according to my calculations, <laughs> hold on, let me do CPR. Clear! <laughs> Clear! <sighs> Saved your life, bro. What? What just happened? You were dead. You're you were medically I pronounced you dead. You you pronounced me dead. Yeah. I I legally uh, since we're uh, recording or, on a boat. Okay, Dr. Ackerman. <laughs> since we're on a boat, I due to maritime law, I'm allowed to legally pronounce you dead. And uh -huh. I did. Well, and then I saved your life. And then you also what's this marriage certificate that's That's right. Yeah. I'm also able to marry people. Who did I marry? You're looking at him, bro. While I was passed away, we got married? Well, you died, which means you get an automatic divorce. Okay. And you're a free man, and I know how much money you have. And you couldn't sign a prenup. And due to maritime law, I was able to marry you. Yes. Fantastic. Dun, 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 dun. Bye. Bye. What was that podcast? What's with all the tude, bro? Oh, I think. <laughs> um, pretty interesting inaugural episode. Pretty interesting. It went so many different places. Um, okay, so Nebraska. Yes. Nebraska, September 30th, 1982. This is two years after his previous album, which we really covered extensively, uh, The River, and uh, almost two years to the day, about 17 days shy. Mm-hmm. Of being two years to the day. Um, and uh, Columbia, of course, is the label. Uh, produced, now, a lot of his other records produced by a, a collection of people. This is produced solely by Bruce Springsteen. And we'll talk about why very soon. Um, doesn't surprise me the track he was on, you know? Doesn't surprise me that he would want to uh, take over the reins a little bit more. That's right. You know what I and mean? And you know what? I'm glad he did. I'm glad he did. Although... Uh, I do believe that uh, it's just for this record. And uh, <laughs> he's back to uh, multiple producers for the next one. But we'll talk about why. Um, okay, so Nebraska, uh, two years after the river, what's going on with him? Okay, so he gets off of the river tour, which probably lasts a year or so, right? Mm -hmm. He has a top 10 hit with Hungry Heart. Yeah, he's huge now. He's a big star. Yes. He has money for the first time. Because he laid out all that money to buy his contract um, back. Buco Dolores. So he's got Buco Dolores in his pocket. So uh, what does he do? He should be out there like on Amazon Prime. Yeah. Just like buying iPad after uh, iPad yeah. after iPad. I mean, I'm sure he's a Prime member at the uh, very He's got to be a Prime member. It's so cheap. It's like, what, $40 yeah, a year? and then you get the... Free shipping? Don't you get the... The video service free or the the app, the streaming the streaming app free? I think you do if you're a Prime member. If you're a Prime member, it's yeah. so much such a better deal than it's a Apple, great deal. Apple and then they have Prime Apple Days. TV Plus. Yeah, such a better deal because <laughs> with Apple TV Plus you like get like three shows. No, there's a bunch of shows. They 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 have this catalog of of movies. Plus you get. It's like catalog of movies. They they have like yeah. three movies. Yeah. 
you, you, that's a catalog. Are you saying that's not a catalog <laughs> of movies? Come on. Movies, by the way, you know how like a murder of crows, mm-hmm. uh, a murder describes the group of crows. I think, a murder of movies? I think a catalog of movies. Like anytime you're describing more than one movie. Yeah, it's a catalog. Yeah. <laughs> In any case, so Springsteen gets off the road. He starts renting a farm in the middle of New Jersey, yeah. like a rural farm. Yeah, uh, He doesn't tell anyone where he's at. Max Weinberg talks about the fact that no one knew where he was, and he just like dropped off the face of the earth. Was it just like trying to decompress from this huge arena tour and all yeah. of this? Yeah, a lot of people say that it was because he, like he, he admits that he puts up a big front when he's performing of like how good of a time he's mm-hmm. having it. And, and he does have a good time performing, but he's normally a very insular, uh, uh, you know, we talked about his depression before, you know, kind of uh, outsider guy. Yeah. And so I think introvert, he, introvert, he moves away. Uh, some people say it's because he, he, he had this top 10 hit and he, he got a taste of what the fame was like. And, uh, could could sense that it was just going to get bigger. Yeah. And so he just wanted to drop off the face of the earth for a while. So he's in the middle of uh, New Jersey and is thinking about, okay, what do I do for my new album? And he thinks about the other, the, the last few albums that we covered, he has so many songs written for it. I think we talked about the river. He had 80, I think even in the documentary, he had over a hundred, maybe they were talking about songs and he was working them all out in the studio. Like he arrived with half an idea sometimes and then they would just work on it. And that's my friend expensive. Yeah. And so they spent a lot of money in the studio. And this is this before people were kind of just building their own home studios, unless you were like Paul McCartney, people weren't really doing that. Yeah, like even Paul McCartney, like they built Abbey Road, not at home. Yeah. You know, they built it to their specifications. The equipment was enormous and you needed a facility rather than just being able to, yeah. So he, um, he would, when he made all those other albums, they rented studios for a year, Mm -hmm. you know, at a time at least, or at most, I'm not quite sure. Um, But definitely not, one year to the day. Right. I Like maybe 363 days. Sure. Or Although 367. That, I can only imagine Bruce Springsteen on day 365, he had signed a year lease. He's like, pack it up, boys. Let's get out we, of we here. We gotta get the fuck out of here. Um, but so he's in the middle of New Jersey and he thinks to himself, you know what? For the next album, I don't want to go in there and just like find it in the studio because it's so time consuming mm-hmm. and it's so... Uh, expensive, so I want to work out the songs before I go in there. So uh, one of his engineers goes and buys him, uh, I think it's called the the TIAC 144, which is the first four-track recorder. So So technology just finally puts out something that you can record. When you say a four-track recorder, what that means is and I used to have one when I was mm-hmm. in high school, is it's like a little tape recorder thing with four different inputs where you could record yourself playing guitar on one mm-hmm. track. 
and really work that out. And then you press record on the next track and you sing along with the previous guitar and you, you basically can mix yourself doing four different things on one tape. Like, or like three instruments and vocals. Yeah, exactly. And right. before, before this, anytime he wanted to record any songs, he would do it, just press record and play on a boom box. Right. And get shitty sound that way. Yeah. But this is the first time that he had ever had one of these. So, And how big was this? piece of equipment uh, it in was, 1982 uh, like two city blocks yeah okay so uh, you know fairly big fairly i mean it's not as big as like three city blocks three city blocks yeah, yeah but bigger than one definitely yeah two yeah so um so for the first time in his life he's he's able to sort of like work on different parts to the songs and really perfect the songs and um, he records these four tracks and then he mixes them all down through a boombox using an effects pedal, which is what gives it sort of uh, the echo and this sort of haunting feeling, mm. you know? So he mixes it through an effects pedal into just like a boombox tape, right? After it's all recorded, he mixes it through, mixes, so I, he, I, I'm not, like, mixes. What the guitar through the effects no, pedal the, or the, all of it? The uh, he takes the four track recorder with everything, yeah, hooks it through a guitar pedal like with delay. Oh, that's cool. And then makes a different tape of that on a boombox, right? Oh, cool. That's okay. what that's what I'm guessing is what. And he just did this by himself, by himself on his farm. Yes, it, with the intention of I'm going to bring this into the studio and we're going to work out. We're going to figure it out. We're going to work out, you know, what we do with this these albums. Full band versions. Yeah, full band versions. Um and so he's by FBVs. the way, FBVs. He, he's yes, FBVs definitely. He's carrying around this tape, which is the only tape he has of it by the way, which he doesn't intend to do anything with it in his jacket pocket for weeks if not months by the way like not being careful with it and yeah. just you're like oh this is my demo like, like a like a regular cassette yeah just a cassette right so um and it's very hard to talk about this record without talking about the next record um born in the USA yeah. because they're they're linked and will and I did not know this by the way until I was doing research on the on I the record I did not know that I did not know that Johnny Carson. I did not know my name was Johnny Carson. That's pretty good. Uh, Ed McMahon to my right. You know what I found on YouTube yesterday? What? Was what are you doing? Johnny Carson <laughs> and David Letterman having a dispute and Judge Wapner uh, mediating. <laughs> That's fantastic. Uh, okay, go ahead. Um so yeah, so he's just he just has this cassette and he's just wandering around with it, um, listening to it every once in a while, going like, "Ooh, that's a bop." Uh-huh. <laughs> um, what is that's a bop? He, that, meaning that this song is good. It's, it's a, a quality song. Uh-huh. Um, so he then takes it into the stude. Um, oh, he sends it to John Landau. His sure. his producer and he he along with a note saying like hey this breaks a little ground for me I think this is like a new way of writing yeah it's very sparse it's just him and an acoustic guitar occasionally I think there's one song with an electric occasionally he'll do uh, a couple other instruments but no drums no on drums the whole record yeah. right no drums yeah. um, because Max who by the way I didn't get to mention on the River episode 
Max almost got fired <laughs> during the river. <laughs> oh, really? Because he couldn't. What I'm guessing is, is he couldn't keep time well enough. And because uh, he, he was a live drummer and he always just kind of played to the feel of whatever yeah. Bruce was doing. And then they had to take him aside. And Bruce was like, hey, man, you got to get your shit together. <laughs> you mean like in a live setting, he wasn't keeping time well enough? No, in a live setting, he was fine because in the studio, time, the time can speed up or slow down yeah. and it doesn't really matter. But in the studio, he wasn't able to like lay down the track lay, that they all yeah. base everything. on. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. And he was just doing it like he was live and. And Springsteen was like, you got to get your shit together. And it, he sort of like rose to the challenge a little bit. Did he have to just start using a click track or something? I don't think so. I think he no. just like got better at it. Mm-hmm. Like it forced him to sort of like get better. Figure at it that. out. Yeah. yeah. Um, I had meant to say that on a previous, I think I teased like wood. Well, let's cut that out and drop it into the previous uh, episode. Just like. Let's cut this whole episode out and drop it into the previous episode. Wood done. <laughs> so, um, so he brings it. He sends it to John Landau, then he brings it into the studio. And this is what's really interesting. And I, I never knew this about it until I, I started doing research for it. And I don't know if you knew about it because this was the first record you bought, right? The first Springsteen record. It's I don't know if it's the first one I owned, but it's the first one that I you got listened. really connected to and kind of uh, dove into Bruce Springsteen. It's my conduit into mm-hmm. the world of uh, Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> so... They, these, these songs that are on this record, Nebraska, and there are, uh, 10 of them. Yes. There were also probably another, I don't know, another 10 or another 20 or whatever. He had this, he had this demo tape of these 20, 20 songs, 20 songs, 20, 30 songs. And, uh, where are those? So here's, here's what happened. He had the intention of recording them all with the whole band, and they did. FBVs. The F- FBVs, yes. So they, they did do that. They did do it. So they have they have full band versions. It's called Electric Nebraska. It's referred to as Electric, not called officially. But they have full band versions of every single one of these Nebraska songs in the style of Born in the USA. Right. And a lot of these songs that were on this demo tape became Born in the USA. Uh So those full band versions, there are Nebraska versions of like uh, Glory Days and uh, uh, Cover Me and and all these songs. Where the fuck are they? No Surrender? Yeah, so all of the, all of the Born in the USA stuff, other than like Dancing in the Dark, I think it was which was written at the very end. There's all these like Nebraska versions, very sparse versions that sound like Nebraska, and conversely. There are born in the USA type versions of all of the Nebraska songs. FBVs. FBVs, of course. You know exactly what I'm saying. Now, where are all of these? They haven't so, put these out. They haven't put these out. They're, the one they've put out is the WTF. <laughs> STFU. I'm saying this to you right now. <laughs> I will stop. I <laughs> you promise. Don't, you don't have to. I love this. Um, but yeah, that they they've talked about there are rumors that next year on the 40th anniversary. Of Born in the USA, they're going to get all that shit. They're going to put out a full box set of all the Nebraska stuff, as well as all of the Born in the USA stuff. Springsteen even considered putting it out as a double album with one record uh-huh. being the Nebraska acoustic stuff and one record being Born in the USA. Because correct me if I'm wrong, but the 40th anniversary of Nebraska, they didn't put anything out. Nothing out. Yeah. So next year is the 40th of Born in the USA, and there's talk that they're going to put out a box set. There's and, chatter? 
a little chit chat, a little chatter. That would be amazing. And and he might do the tour, much like the River Tour, where he does the full Born in the USA and maybe even Nebraska stuff. That would be know. amazing if it's Nebraska by himself and come out and do Born in the USA. Yeah, with uh, and takes a long FBVs. intermission, like like four hours, four hours, just so you can get lunch. Yeah. You can go go back home, take a shit, take a nip, <laughs> take a shit. <laughs> It's like, I don't want to shit in the fucking Coliseum No bathroom. one wants to shit at the fucking SoFi or whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, great venue. Great venue. Who all, wants to shit? There? All bands should take a break every 20 minutes of about four hours. So everyone can go home and take a shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. So, so w- what happens is they work on these electric <laughs> versions of all the songs. Yeah. And John, and Land- then he's like, ah, "No thanks, guys." <laughs> well, John Lando is is he says like, "Okay, maybe just drum with brushes." Like he's he's trying he's he's trying to capture the magic of the magic the, of this, this tape, tape. Yeah. this just cassette tape that Bruce has in his jacket pocket. They're trying to capture still in his jacket yeah. pocket. Still, he never took off his jacket. That's is it in his jacket pocket as we sit here? Yes, that's right. Oh my god. Um. And and they do it with some of the songs, you know. They're they're able to do cut good versions of Glory Days and all this oh, kind of yeah. stuff. No surrender, um, cover me. Those are great. Born in the USA. He's able to cut. So I have a question. Yeah. Um. Yes. Uh, let me call on. Yes, Adam in the back. Thank you. Um. Uh, Adam Scott, uh, longtime listener, first time hmm. caller. Oh, okay. Um, Why haven't you called before? I just I had never had a phone. Uh, but I, I love. Did loved, your parents not allow you to have a phone? Parents didn't allow me to have a phone, and then I became a grown up. Did not know how to get a phone, but I listened to your show. I love your what show. Do you I listen, listen to it on I, I, my phone. My question is, hmm. and I'll take my answer off the air. My question is: the FBVs of the Nebraska songs that ended up on Born in the USA are those literally the FBVs they recorded? at the time off these demos or did they regroup a year or so later and record born in the usa as its own thing or is that album as we hear it today as we sit here today is that the actual versions they made off those original demos again i'll take my answer off the air i'll thank you for having me yeah uh all right bye thank you bye 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 of course i can't answer that because that 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 would leave us with nothing to talk about for the next episode. Thank you very much. Um, but I'll answer you off air. But uh, yeah, but but what we do have is they they were working on these sort of like soft band, full band versions of a lot of the songs that ended up on Nebraska, and they just felt like it was losing the magic somehow. Like they were stripping away everything that made them sort of eerie and cool. Special. And special. And then little Steven was like, Hey, before I jet off to star in The Sopranos mm-hmm. in fifteen years, <laughs> yeah. What if, what if you just put out, put out like these songs as an album? Because this might just be the album. This was Little Steven's idea. Yeah, he has all the best ideas. He has great, or at least they. Cr- I bet. I I bet he also has thirty horrible ones. Sure, that, the, like that you never hear the about. E Street Band. <laughs> yeah. Was he gone by this point? No, no, he's still there. Um, he's, um, we'll talk about that next episode, but, um, so, uh, a lot of material for the next episode. I know. 
Um, so they they gather these ten songs that they aren't able to replicate in any other form, and they're just like, I guess this is the record, mm. but they're all just kind of shittily recorded on a cassette. Yeah, and they can't even transfer it to vinyl because the vinyl won't recognize it for some reason. Getting very technical here, but the vinyl because there's so much hiss or something, the yeah. vinyl won't recognize it and so they can't even make records out of it and so they have to then go to a facility to sort of like again i don't know the technical stuff but but there a facility made it able to actually be able to put this stuff out with like noise reduction or something like yeah whatever the room noise or whatever was making it impossible to put it on vinyl yeah something something to that effect so they had to they had to go through a very laborious process of saving this tape that he didn't even know he was ever going to use um, in order to put it out. And But they were able to, and that's what we have is the Nebraska album. And so wow. we have 10 songs. They're all very primitively recorded. Yeah. They're all just performed by Bruce Springsteen. That's why he produced it technically, yeah. but it's him just like recording on a four track and then putting Echo on it. Yeah. So it is... The most sparse thing he ever put out. It's yeah. something that no one expected him to ever put out. Um, and yet it is, it's become this classic record. Yeah. And th- that was part of what kind of hooked me into him at the time was I knew Bruce Springsteen just kind of casually as this big superstar born in the USA was this big, slick mainstream thing. So when I discovered Nebraska and how rough it sounded, I couldn't believe that this guy made this right. album. This it sounded kinda, like even rougher than like early Bob Dylan. It, it was yeah. just is so homemade, and it sounds like music from another world. Yes. In, in a way, because there is no album that really sounds anything. I the, like the more modern kind of analogy you could say is it's, it's like early iron and wine kind of yeah albums well, I where would it's even like those are all demos and they have the hiss totally and 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 they have a quality that once he started making full band stuff a lot of people miss yeah and and i think also it reminds me of like the elvis uh, sun studio demos mm-hmm. it's kind of like that too yeah so it's just this eerie album and and then add to it the subject matter yeah of a lot of the songs and uh, Bruce Springsteen is is again in sort of a depression and uh, writing about things he's never written about before. So it's uh, a, a very interesting album. We need to take a break. When we come back, we will listen to the album we're talking about and uh, track by track, and uh, you'll hear Nebraska. We'll be right back with more. You spring and Springsteen on my bean after this. Welcome back. You spring and spring scene on my bean. And uh, we're here talking about Nebraska. You know, another thing about Nebraska that's super interesting is when he's kind of gone and... and, and if made, you say this is super interesting and it's not interesting, I'm going to spank you. Okay. Uh, 
then I will... Can I redress? Sure. Um, something that is possibly interesting. It, okay, even possibly interesting and yeah. it's not interesting, I'm going to spank There's you. still a, a bit of a promise in there, isn't yeah. it? Is it? Um, you know, something that's super boring about uh, Nebraska, oh, cool. just as far as my observation Now, goes. if this is not super boring, I'm going to spank you. Okay. I, I'm, I'm willing to keep okay. going forward. Um, is that when he's tried to make other records in that similar vein, like Tom Joad and Devils and Dust to a certain extent, it's never quite captured that same magic. Even though those are awesome records in their own way, they're, it's never been quite the same. I got to say, it started off interesting and I was ready to spank but it, you. It came pretty and you boring, just right? Trailed off and right. made it boring by the end. So good on you. Um, okay, so let's hear the songs of Nebraska. Um, you'll hear exactly the quality of the songs when we play the first one. The first one is called Nebraska. It's the titular song mm. off Nebraska. It is, um, it's based on a serial killer. Um, so we're kind of starting out on a really happy note. Yes, exactly. Um, he'd been watching movies like Badlands. I think uh, the movie Badlands is based on the same serial killer. Um, Charlie Martin Sheen and uh, Sissy Spacek. Uh, Martin Sheen, by the way, is not a serial killer. We want to no, make he was sure playing a character. that everyone knows that. Yeah. Um, he did, we all know, murder Rob Lowe during the West Wing. And uh, Rob Lowe's clone went on to star in Parks and Rec. And, That's right. Uh, he That's told right. you that story, right, about a help. But he's only murdered one person. That's right. Yeah. So that we know of. And we know this because you starred in Parks and Rec with Alongside Rob Lowe's, Rob Lowe's, Lowe's clone. clone. <laughs> yeah. Rob sure. Clone is what is. You, okay. you just put a C before his name and an N at the end of it. Rob Clone. Rob Clone. And no one knew what was going on. No one. I mean, the opening credits of Parks and Rec. It says it Rob, said Clone. Rob Clone. But and no, no one, one picked up. No one noticed. It's crazy. Um, so, uh, yeah, Charlie Starkweather is the uh, is the killer that he was singing about. And um, nice guy. <laughs> not so nice guy. But uh, Springsteen is sort of talking about being isolated and where the kind of isolation that he was going through sort of can lead you if you start thinking that all of society's rules kind of don't apply to you mm -hmm. and are kind of bullshit. Anyway, this is uh, the first song off Nebraska. This is Nebraska by Bruce Springsteen.
Lincoln, Nebraska With a sawed-off 410 On my lap Through the badlands Of Wyoming I killed thing in my Can't see that I'm sorry for the things that we done. At least for a little while, sir. Me and her, we had a son fun. Nebraska killed 10 people this is sort of it starts when he sees his teenage girlfriend uh, that uh, he killed the people with uh, uh, after he's and and then says then 10 people died Uh, yeah very different yeah um so that's the that's the guy that Badlands is based on. Yeah. Oh yeah. interesting. Um he Springsteen was also sort of uh he he was reading a lot of uh the writer Flannery O'Connor at the time uh-huh. and so he was like trying to use the economy of language that mm-hmm. Flannery O'Connor did as well and not being as verbose. Mm-hmm. I mean this is such a different uh writing style than you know, remember Blinded by the Light and yeah. everything on the first album that had rhyme upon rhyme upon, yeah, yeah. you know, and all the all very verbose. It's like a, a syllable palooza. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah. just even the word syllable has yeah. three of them in there. I know. It's already overdoing is it. Isn't it. it funny? It's like, oh, what if what if we called syllables just like flarbs? I know. It would and make it would more be, sense, right? I mean, it wouldn't make sense because there's no. only one flarb in the I word know, flarb. It wouldn't, it wouldn't make That's sense. That's why syllable is so great. There's three syllables in there. Yeah, totally. Just enough. Yeah, I know. Um, so yeah, uh, Nebraska, definitely a, a different kind of thing that Springsteen is doing but here. But such a beautiful, catchy melody. Yes. In the midst of also, all of that. Also very simply written in terms, musically, it's just kind of like... Yeah two or three a lot of these songs are just two or three chords um and you like it love it i I love it very much nebraska not my favorite song on the album but i love it very much but you love it very much okay so let's then do you have a fave yeah Let's go to track two on side one. This is uh, the song Atlantic City. And this is maybe, I would say, the I think it's the most well-known track. But what do you think? Yeah, probably. This is the first single as well. This is my fir- the first one that really caught my ear as a teen. So you played the first song, and then you were like, not catching this ear. I'm a teen. I'm a teen. I need 
catchy pop earworms. <laughs> this this uh, this is probably the most well known song. It's Atlantic City. Here we go. Well, they blew up a chicken man in Philly last night. Now they blew up his house too. Down on the boardwalk, they're getting ready for a fight. Gonna see what them racket boys can do. Now there's trouble busting in from out of state and the DA can't get no relief gonna be a rumble out on the promenade and the gambling commission's hanging on by the skin of its teeth well now everything dies baby that's a fact but maybe everything that dies someday comes back put your makeup on fix your hair pretty and make me And tried to put my money away But I got debts that no honest man can pay So I drew what I had from the Central Trust And I bought us two tickets on that close city bus Now baby, everything dies Honey, that's a bet Atlantic City, if I was making you a mixtape in high school, that would be on it. If I, you was, now were making, and you're, and you're making a mixtape for someone who's in high school currently? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but that was, yeah. That I was, mean, that was like one of my go-tos. And, and you know, people are in, in high school, or at least my high school, no one knew this song at right. all there's no way and so i was like so, anyway so it's about atlantic city it's about the sort of organized crime they say uh, they blew up the chicken man and that's uh, phil the chicken man testa who was killed by a gangster uh who planted a nail bomb in his uh row house in yeah. 1981 um he's, it's all about like legalizing gambling in in and how unsure everyone was about that a little bit. It also sounds like someone who's desperate, desperate, and going to Atlantic City to bet their, all their savings on. You know, yeah, he's he talks. This is also the one of the more political songs on the record. A reaction to Reagan uh, policies. He's talking about debts that no man should be yeah. able to pay. Uh, and um, there are a couple songs on this that are real reactions to what was going on politically at the time that... Um, Trickle-down economics. Yes. Heard of it? I believe I have. Okay, so this song also, like, when they do it in concert, it's a big full band thing. And it's... Uh, What's the next song? After the one we're talking about? Mansion on the Hill? The, oh, you mean Atlantic City? Atlantic they do City, a big, yes, oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When they do it, when they do it live, it's yeah. But Mansion on the Hill's coming up. Are you happy? I am. No, I, I thought you meant Mansion on the Hill, but um, yeah. No, no. This song, this song, they do it. They they do, and and the covers like the Hold Steady when they do it. It's a big, um, 
big full band thing. Yeah. So this is one that very easily could have been on Born in the USA, and I kind of really want to hear the full band Me version too. of it. Um, because when he plays it with a full band in, in concert, it's amazing. It yeah. just brings down the house. Um, what do we think of Atlantic? So obviously, you, you like it because you're uh, putting it on mixtapes. Yeah, I love it. It was my early uh, early favorite. It's and definitely one that still love it. It's it's on like the best ofs, like yeah, uh, and it doesn't sound out of place when you listen to yeah. it. It just sounds like oh yeah, that's a Bruce Springsteen song. But then when you know that it's just on a four track, like you can hear, I I hear even one like sort of like pop on the on the mic, like he hits it or yeah. something, and and his backing vocal is so haunting. And rough. And mm-hmm. it also, it almost sounds like there's keyboards in there, but I think it's just him putting yeah. it through that pedal and making the sound, you know, kind of filling it up with these sounds. Yeah. Occasionally he will play a glockenspiel. A ma- oh, a mandolin is on it. I think you can hear a mandolin on it. That's on that what, song? Yeah. Yeah. I see. Um, he's, he also plays a tambourine occasionally uh, and an organ and a synthesizer on one song, but uh, the mandolin is is what I heard on mm. that. Um yeah, it's uh, it's uh, uh, a good song that that uh, people like. <laughs> very good, very very good. I think I was already mentally on to what I had to do next. Okay, so really going out on the edge with that one, <laughs> Thedge. All right, uh, this is track three on side one. This is Mansion on the Hill. There's a place out on the edge of town, sir, rising above the factories and the fields. Now ever since I was a child, I can remember that mansion on the And the day can see the children playing on the road that leads to those gates of heart and steel, steel gates that completely surround the mansion on. So this, a lot of this album was Springsteen, I guess, thinking about his childhood and thinking about the the weird way he grew up. I guess I guess that his parents for a while lived with his grandparents, who, because they had, I think, a child that passed away, they spoiled Bruce to the effect where like he was a preschooler up at three in the morning every mm. every night and they let him do whatever he wanted. He just ran wild. And so then his parents like moved out of there and tried to be stricter with him. And so he would always run over to his grandparents' house where he could do whatever 
Oh yeah, whatever I remember he wanted. this from his book. Yeah, and um, so he was just thinking about those feelings and the feelings of isolation from everyone. And this is this song is about how his father occasionally would like tell him to get in the car and then drive to these mansions in their neighborhood and just sit outside mm. and look at them. And he always wondered, like, what does this have to do with us? Yeah. What does this have to do with my dad? What does it have to do? But, like, I guess the dad was dreaming of a better life. Yeah. And then he talks about how he still dreams about that. And sometimes he's in the car, but sometimes he's in the mansion looking outside uh-huh. as well. Mansion on a hill. What about hills? What about Hank Hill? Bobby? What or, the hell? Or Henry Hill? Henry Hill from Good uh, the Good Fellas. Yep. What about Jack and Jill going up one? Oh yeah, they and they never uh, to they, fetch a pail of water. <laughs> yeah, they never came back down. Right, they died up there. No, the, no. Uh, Jack fell down and broke his crown. And then Jill. Oh right, I always forgot what happened. To yeah, them. Jill came tumbling down after. Actually, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, what do you think of Mansion on the Hill? I like it very much. He did, uh, I think, on this the tour that he's on right now. Um, he did on, on one night. I think he and Patty did it. It was it was nice. I did not see it that night. I would have remembered it. Do, do you want me to talk like this for the rest of the? <laughs> yeah, do you mind? <laughs> uh, very, just very sad, nostalgic song. Yeah. Um, not about Very not about crime at this point, but just a, a sad song about yes. about his family. Okay, and the e- yes. economics, which is a yes. lot of what was kind of driving him at the time. Exactly. Yeah, just feeling weird that he's rich. Yeah, and saying, "What does that have to do with me? I'm not a rich guy. I didn't grow up this way. What does this have? Like, suddenly I'm richer than my parents. Like, yeah. what is this all about?" Um, okay, so this is uh, track four on side one. This is Johnny ninety nine. This is a song about an auto worker who the plant closes down so he turns to crime. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second real political song on the record. 
Um, and in fact, one of the lines he mentions debts no honest man could pay, which is very similar to the line in Atlantic City. And he says he would have changed one of them, but it was all on this cassette tape that he couldn't change anything on. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> what do you think of Johnny 99? I, lo- I, I love it. I mean, I, I love these songs. There's probably, so I should stop asking you what you think of it. No, I. Because uh, there's one that you don't like. No, there there's, I lo- love this whole album. I mean, I feel like Johnny 99 is um, a- among the bottom of the songs I love from this album, but I still love it. But sometimes we like the bottom. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. What about you? What do you think of Johnny 99? I would I would I, I like Johnny 99 uh I think maybe the style the this sort of do 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 do, do the like rockabilly ish yeah, is, yeah is I like it I I I like it in other cases it's it's maybe not as interesting to me as other Same. songs on the record it's not okay. it's not my favorite but I like it okay track 5 on side 1 this is Highway Patrolman by Bruce Springsteen My name is Joe Roberts I work for the state I'm a sergeant out of Burnville Barracks number eight I always done an honest job As honest as I could I got a brother named Frankie Frankie ain't no good Now ever since we was young kids It's been the same come down I get a call on the short way Frankie's in trouble downtown Well if it was any other man I'd put him straight away But when it's your brother Sometimes you look the other way Yeah, me and Frankie laughing and drinking Nothing feels better than blood on blood Taking turns dancing with Marie as a band played night of the Johnstown flood, I catch him when he streams like any brother would. Man turns his back on his family, well, he just ain't no good. Highway Patrolman about two brothers one's a cop, one's a criminal. And the cop is reminiscing about when they were younger and then dancing with Maria. Who becomes the, the tennis player. Maria Sharp uh, wife. Yes. Tennis player becomes the highway patrolman's wife. Right. Um, and uh, then he's supposed to arrest his brother. And then it ends sort of ambiguously. Like they go up to, he chases him. And then he lets, lets him, him go. Lets him go up in up in the Canada border after uh, he kills someone. After he kills someone, yeah. 
But he says uh, someone who turns his back on their family is just no good. Um, this was... Everyone was like, oh, man, Bruce, this is so evocative. What an incredible story. Why don't you write movies? And he was saying, like, well, I don't have... Like, I'm able to distill everything down to, like, three to five minutes. I don't know how to expand it yeah. any further than that. But then uh, Sean Penn made the movie The Indian Runner, which is based on this. Yeah. You ever see that? I've never oh, seen yeah. it. Oh, this, yeah. This is my favorite song on the album. Really? I love this song. And your favorite movie? Uh, yeah. No, but I... Because I, I used to listen listen to this when I really kind of dug into the album and and it was kind of felt the same way. Like the storytelling was so incredible and so sad. And you know he's now at this place, like you said, where he's pretty sparse with his words. He's kind of you know kind of pulling Not back, over sharing. Yeah. yeah. And there's just so much in, using so little. Um, and then when that movie came out, I couldn't believe it that someone had made a movie based on this story and it, and it is really good and it the movie is exactly what the what the song is it right starts and ends and the the exact exact the movie ends with the taillights disappearing so the song technically should be called spoiler alert yes 100 percent. if you if you haven't seen the indian indian runner don't do not listen don't to ever song. listen to this record or any bruce springs or song at all if you haven't heard the song do not watch the indian runner <laughs> You can't do either. You can't do either thing. No. It'll ruin your life. That's right. So stay away from both of them. <laughs> um, so that's your favorite. Okay, good to know. Well, the, uh, this What do you is, think of the song? I love it. It's, yeah. yeah, it's it's very cool. Um, this one is maybe my favorite. Uh, this one coming up. This is State Trooper. Oh, this cool. is the last yeah. song on side one. Weirdly, side one has six songs and is 25 minutes, and then side two is four songs and 15 minutes. So um, wide A little difference. lopsided. Yeah. This one could have been on side two, maybe, but this is the last. I, th- I think the reason it's the end of side one is it's, Springsteen says, it's not even really a song necessarily. It's something weird I just put down. What, State Trooper? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, really influenced by the band Suicide, who ended up... Uh, uh, covering Born in the USA later, uh, a few years later. Mm. Um, and Springsteen would cover his suicide song live a lot. Um, okay, this is State Trooper. New Jersey Turnpike Riding on a wedding night the refinery's out where the great black rivers flow, license registration. I ain't got none, but I got a clear conscience about the things that I Mr. State Trooper, please don't stop me. Thank 
of uh, repetitive and monotonous intentionally, which yeah. is very unnerving. A lot of tension. Yeah. Um, this is your favorite on the album. I think so. Yeah. Oh, cool. Well, especially like with how it ends. I want to play it out a little yeah. more. Um, but yeah, just a very uh, atmospheric song yeah. about someone who's done something wrong who doesn't want to be stopped by the state trooper Yeah, because he's hiding something. Um, I also like about, like, I, especially hearing it with headphones, you are hearing, like, weird drops in audio occasionally. Yeah. And, oh, here it is. Yeah, where he starts yelping. Yeah. There's more yelps to come. But, yeah. Every once in a while, the the guitar will like slow down because he it's like he left all the clams in there. Like it'll slow down accidentally, and he'll get back on track. Yeah, because he's there's nothing to keep time. Yeah, and, and he doesn't care about keeping time or yeah. anything. Because here it is. Here we go. It's just so cool to think that he made this, not thinking it would ever be released. anyone would ever listen to yeah. it. Yeah, and it's so cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a cool song. Yeah, it's very cool. Okay, so that's side one. Let's flip the record over and go to side two. This is track one on side two. This is a song called Used Cars. I was sisters in the front seat with an ice cream cone. My mom's in the back seat sitting on the Posteers are slow out of life For a test drive down Michigan Avenue Now I'm off your fingers Her wedding band And watches the salesman stare At my old man's hand She's telling us all about the break he'd give us if he could, but he just can't. But if I could, I swear I'd know just what I'd do. Now, Mr. Day, the lottery I win, I ain't ever gonna ride no used car again. Now, the neighbors come. There's the glockenspiel, by the way. Just adds a level of that and then the yeah. harmonica like very softly in the back. Used cars. This is very autobiographical about his sister sitting in the front seat and mm. just about his family driving around. Mm. What do we think of used cars? I love it. I mean, this is kind of a <laughs> You rolled your it's eyes just... when you said it like, oh, you know what I'm going to say. Yeah. I love it. It's great. 
Yeah, what do I you like, think? I like the sound of it. Um, it's not as maybe haunting as some of the ones that are about yeah. crime. Well, know, it has this kind of whimsical, just a touch of it, like with the glockenspiel mm-hmm. and with the melody a little bit. It's a little lighter. Right, yeah. Used cars. We've all driven one. Sure. We've all uh, bought one. Sure. Or had our daddies or mummies buy us one. We've all... Uh, Fucked someone over by selling them one that doesn't work. <laughs> Just kidding. Have you ever bought a used car and been burned? Uh, yeah. Uh, no, but I've bought a used car and not taken proper care of it, and <laughs> it kind of bites the dust. Remember when Tall John had that convertible that he sold? Yes. And uh, <laughs> it set it, it it caught on fire on the the guy driving it home. <laughs> oh <my laughs> I remember once I got. An 81 Oldsmobile used and drove it for a few years. And then when I was buying a different used car, I traded it in and they gave me $100 in trade in. <laughs> Great. Great story. Great. Okay. Let's hear track two on side two. This is open all night. And this is, okay. So this was the, the, first single maybe or was it the second was single? It? i'm not sure but uh, i i think the record company was like fuck what do we do yeah. for singles <laughs> and this is the only one with electric guitar so they put this out as a single This, of course, the single that you can hear on every radio station. <laughs> oh, yeah, just topping the charts. <laughs> uh, what do we think of Open All Night? Uh, it's awesome. It's not my favorite. But this is the one that I would cool. leave, leave off that. Oh, you would? It doesn't seem it's so like different. The, it doesn't seem like the... I, I get sonically, like, it's like, oh, it had something a little more peppy. I would have swapped Born in the USA for this, honestly, but... Um, I can't wait to hear that version after we're done with You're going to have to. Uh, with this uh, run through of Nebraska yes. by Bruce Springsteen. Thank okay, so this is track three on side two. This is a song called My Father's House. Last night I dreamed that I was a child. 
Out where the pines grow Wild and tall I was trying to Make it home through the forest Before the darkness falls I heard the wind rustling Through the trees And ghostly voices Rose from the fields I ran with my heart pounding Down that broken path With the devil Snapping at my heels I broke through the trees and Starts with a... An allusion to the film Night of the Hunter. Really. Uh, Like New Jersey's pine trees kind of trying to evoke a scene where the little girl uh, runs through the woods in Night of the Hunter. Um, This one was actually recorded after all the other songs and was like a late addition, and he recorded it on the same equipment and then put it onto the album. On the same, recorded with the same So it wasn't on the original tape. Yeah. But But he he recorded it in the same way. He recorded it the same way and put it on the record, Mm. yeah. Um, I wanted to read this because I think it's interesting because it sort of tells you why he wrote this song, but um, he was saying this on stage. So um, basically he would compulsively drive by his parents' house, his mm-hmm. parents, the house where he grew up all the time in Freehold, New Jersey, mm-hmm. sometimes three, four times a week. And he would drive by it and look at the house and he didn't know why. So, like after no, they, they had moved yeah, after out. After they and, moved away, yeah. after he was a rock star. Um, mm. And so he went to a psychiatrist. <laughs> He's like, what, what am I doing? So, and I'm reading here. So I went to see a psychiatrist and I sat down and I said, you know, Doc, what am I doing? And he says, something bad happened and you're going back thinking you can make it right again. Something went wrong and you keep going back to see if you can fix it. And I sat there and I said, that is what I'm doing. And he said, well, you can't. End of story. Wow. <laughs> like, thanks, Doc. <laughs> did, it, did, it, did he pinpoint what, it, what the thing was? I, was it just kind of general? General, you know, like shittiness shitty shitty growing up stuff but uh that's what this song is about interesting (laughs) yeah like what a great story (laughs) a lot of fun (laughs) you should save that for uh kimmel (laughs) um okay so this is the last song on the record and um this is called reason to believe by bruce springsteen Stand or dead dog by 
He says this is the bottom of his depression this song <laughs> begins with a guy poking a dead dog thinking it might come back to life on the highway which Ugh. which uh, he says that he saw happen so he put it into the song but it's all about I guess wondering if people are just fooling themselves in life <laughs> it's uh, like a kind of a cheery melody though so it's yeah. it's and reason it to believe like an it sounds like it's inspiring yeah. or something but it's he says it's the bottom of his depression and thankfully he got into therapy right after this yeah um because this was as low as he could go what do you think i i i, I mean it's a great song and it and it it's a great way to end an album because it does feel hopeful but it's only when you listen to the words that you realize that right. it's not <laughs> at all um, so that's Nebraska. How about you for that song? Oh yeah, I, I I've always, I mean, I never really th- listened to the lyrics all that much. You just yeah. kind of hear, "Give me reason to yeah, believe," you and you're like, figure, "Yeah, I got a reason yeah. to believe." And then you you investigate a little more closely. But it's a great melody. And yeah, uh, what do we think of Nebraska in total? Classic, classic, um, classic. I know other artists try to do like, "Oh, this is my acoustic album" yeah. or whatever, but they just don't have the the feel that this it's like does. our white album our nebraska it's like one yeah. of those one of those reference points yeah that's that it, right all right so let's hear a couple of the outtakes there's there's two um there's first i'll play this this ended up being a b-side um and i think this is another one that was recorded after all the songs that were on the tape that they were thinking about putting on nebraska but this is called the big payback Uh, not my favorite. No. 
wouldn't have put it on the album. This ended no. up being the B-side to open all night. Um, fine. And it's just fine, yeah. Um, now, the one I would have maybe put on the album, this is the original version of Born in the USA. And I actually think when I listen to the album, I just put this on right at the end, and it's uh, what I closed the album out on. <laughs> and would you have then left it off of Born no, I would in have the put, USA? No, I would have put it on. Uh-huh. And, but, and I think people would have understood the song better uh-huh. if they had heard this version of it first. Mm-hmm. And Reagan maybe wouldn't have used it for uh, yeah, his rallies. For his, yeah, exactly. But this is the original... Nebraska version of Born in the USA. Born down at the dead man's town. The first kick I took was when I hit the ground. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, there have been so many different like acoustic versions over the years that he does live and stuff. I've definitely heard this before. Yeah, it's, I think it's cool too. I mean, I think it would have fit in very well on the album, obviously. And obviously, you can focus more on what he's saying, which yeah. is, uh, we'll talk about it. It doesn't that. have that kind of anthemic feeling. Yeah, yeah, the patriotic anthemic. Yeah, we'll talk about in the next uh, episode about that song in more detail. Um, so the album Nebraska charted at number three on the album charts, I think. You know, did pretty well. Um, Johnny Cash did a couple of covers for his 1983 album. Um, he did Johnny 99 and Highway Patrolman, which mm-hmm. I think fit really well with his oeuvre. Mm-hmm. Um and it, you know, uh, was on a lot of the um, best albums of the year and everything mm-hmm. like that. I think people had low expectations for how it would do commercially, you yeah. know. Um, and, you know, the big, big, huge one is right around the corner. The Big Daddy. The Big Daddy Long Legs. The Big Loaf of Hits. <laughs> Just slice off. Some hits off that loaf. How many hits did they squeeze out of that loaf, <laughs> by the way? Okay, well, that's going to do it for us. Anything else you want to say about Nebraska? Nope. Good shit. <laughs> Very good album. <laughs> All right, we're gonna. that's going to do it for us. We're going to see you next time when we talk about Born in the USA. Um, let's go out on... Um, trying to pick a song to maybe end on oh here's one here's a good one this is cadillac ranch (laughs) (laughs) we'll see you next time and until then we sincerely hope that you found what you're looking for bye bye